In this modern age... Perfect. Too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom! Hush! Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original... I made you! Stop! Traditional... American Christmas. Thanks a lot! MGM presents... A Christmas Story. Dancing through the snow. Uncle! Santa's beard. And unwraps the secrets. Did I get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. 100% two fisted, red blooded. It's smiling at me. All American Christmas. A Christmas story. Everybody, welcome. Uh, welcome to the I'll See You in Hell podcast. Uh, my name is Ollie, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and if that hint isn't good enough, we are covering the 1983 holiday special movie called A Christmas Story. Uh, this movie was directed by Bob Clark. It stars Peter Billingsley, Melinda Dillon, Derek McGavick, Scott Schwartz. Uh, and the synopsis of this film is pretty simple. Uh, it's based in the 1940s, and a young boy named Ralphie attempts to convince his parents, his teacher, and Santa that the Red Ryder BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift. This is a movie that comes out on TV every year. They Dude, it's play- out right now. It's on TNT right now. It was on last night. It's on HBO On Demand. It's December 12th or December 8th, by the way. And then it on, I think it's TNT or one of the channels, like they literally yeah, play yeah. it 24 hours straight. Yes, which is actually pretty awesome. And I have found myself when I'm just fucking around on like Christmas or Christmas Eve or whatever, I'll just yeah. sort of at random times of day, just turn it on TNT knowing that it'll be on in the background. Yeah. Because uh, it's one of those ones that you can just sort of have kind of play in the background and no one's going to get offended by it. Like as far as offended meaning, no one's going to get like, oh, what's this movie on? They're right. usually like, oh, yeah, Christmas Story. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, ha- just about everybody has a fond memory of this film and or a memory of the first time they've seen this film. So what do you, I mean, let's go right off the bat. What do you think, Nathan? Is, you, this, a, you, is this a good you, Christmas movie? You know what's messed up? Yeah, this is really a Christmas movie. You know what's messed up is 
they and I was going to talk about this later, but they do such a good job. It's supposed to be set in nineteen forties in Michigan. They do such yeah. a great job of making it look like the nineteen forties, and even in talk, like you know, all that stuff. That I, I keep. I every time I watch this movie, I think, man, this is a good movie for being sixty years old. Oh I yeah, always think that. I always yeah. think they made it in like the sixties or something yeah, like yeah. that, and because it, it just it's so weird. So to, here it's in eighty three, right? Mm-hmm. It, I feel like I've been watching it my entire life, not just since I was eight or nine, which is yeah. what's throwing me off right now. So yeah, great movie. Uh, definitely, it's, it feels like it's been out forever. Um, I watch it pretty much every year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got lots of questions for you about things parallels of this movie, but yeah, this is a what about, yeah. what about you? What do you remember? I mean, everybody, it's also the theme of this film is super simple. It's a kid that wants something really, really bad for Christmas and everybody has that memory. And I'm going to ask you a question on that in a minute, but let's just go through some of the notes I have on what's great. I actually think that oddly the narration works really well. So there's a a narrator throughout this whole movie and it's basically Ralphie as an adult reminding or remembering him himself at as a child hoping and hoping and dreaming for the red rider bb gun and i love the stuff they have in this film also about him hallucinating like when he's in the in the classroom daydreaming all he's not on shrooms he's not fucking shrooms he's daydreaming daydreaming hallucinating about about his teacher you know being the wicked witch of the west and like um, and I love how he like it, you know everyone brings an apple for the teacher. He brings this huge fruit basket, yeah. expecting to get. My question out. was on that one. So there's I, everyone see this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, I don't understand. Where yeah, how how are you? Don't this listen. Planet. You probably shouldn't listen to this podcast anymore. Too. Yeah, that's just today. Just today. Uh, but you know when he brings that big basket, my initial thought last night, and I've had this thought before, was well, how did he get the money for that? Mm. One? Did like did he ask his mom? You know, like hey. Uh, we usually bring an apple today. I want to bring a fucking fruit basket, spend 20 bucks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what did his mom's like? So, I, that's all I thought. I was like, how do you get the money for that one? But, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, Peter Bill's, yeah, the narration work. This is one of those movies where the narration works. I actually kind of like narration movies. I know it's sort of like a cheat where mm-hmm. you're sort of like, you know, in a lot of movies, it's a cheat, not this one, but in a lot of movies, it's a cheat to like sort of tell you what's going on so you don't have to think very hard, yeah, but in this one, it worked. Yeah, and there's so many details in this movie that are about the holiday season that work perfectly well. And I think Christmas Vacation does a pretty good job of it too. Like the whole process of getting the Christmas tree is even a big storyline yeah. here. Or his or the the father's infatuation with Christmas turkey and the smell that yeah. it makes. Yeah. Um, I had a thought about that too. Like, yeah. you know, they're just a pretty simple family, it looked like. They're like a middle, you know, little middle class, you know, sort of um, uh-huh. <clears throat> couple things. They had bacon and eggs one day. And I yeah. thought, what what hasn't changed more than bacon and eggs, man? I mean, it looked just the same. He had scrambled eggs and some bacon. It's like just the same as now. Uh, but the turkey thing was, you know, I bet they don't get turkey. Yeah, I bet they don't splurge on turkey, even though they do went to a giant Chinese dinner at the very end. Yes. Um, very often. So, yeah, he gets it once a year. I'm sure it's real tasty. And, uh, yeah, he's super obsessed with it. I don't, I'm not, I don't know anyone that's that obsessed with turkey, so. I love my favorite, and I've I've joked about this, and I'm gonna let it let this slide on the podcast because I've kind of given up that I'm not really uh, set up to start a business. But my dream small business idea is a food truck called Nothing But Stuffing, and it's gonna be just like different stuffings served in mason jars, so the hipsters will like it. And you can <laughs> well, get yeah. it. So about a rock, and you could get it year round, and, okay. Okay. and it would yeah. be like the best um 
the uh, the best possible ingredients. Like different types of stuffing or something? Or what are you talking about here? Just like I would three, go cl- classic. Just classic? Because, by the way, my little brother hates the wet stuffing that's in the bird. Like, okay. I like the wet stuffing, but he hates it. My mom has to make him every Christmas and Thanksgiving a whole separate stuffing that's just dry stuffing. It's, like, sort of, like, drier than the rest. It's weird. Yeah. And I like. He, he, so, I think yeah. stuffing in the bird is the way to go. I oh yeah, it. of course it is. Yes, it's, that's the best. Type. Yeah, most people like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so you can do stuffing, that. You can do stuffing like yeah, yeah. You can do dry part, and wet. The part around like that's closest to the bird from that, like when you scoop it out of the bird and it's right. like the part, it's the best tasting or the yeah. or the crispy part. On, oh yeah, I love oh, stuffing. Yeah. Oh yeah, stuffing is the greatest, and okay. I think that would make an amazing. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't necessarily think turkey is the most spectacular food. I in the don't world, either. I don't either. But I think stuffing is worth the effort. I saw some poll, yeah, that 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 agreed with you. That basically okay. said out of all the Thanksgiving stuff, everyone loves stuffing the most. So yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. So I gotta ask this question up front, Nathan. What mm-hmm. was your what was your Red Rider BB gun? What was the thing that you wanted? <laughs> desperately when i was younger younger i really wanted a desperately a i mean i was dreaming i was never going to get this but one of those little motorized like four you know like little car like four-wheel cars that you just drive around like a kid would drive around like you know how how literally a five-year-old kid like i would sit and look at sears catalog at probably five or six and go this would be amazing to have this motorized thing knowing my parents would never fucking spend 200 bucks yeah. on it you know i i'll grow it in like fucking 3 weeks or whatever so i didn't care i just wanted that real bad so that was like my one thing i always begged them for in the summers a lot i would mm-hmm. beg them for a swimming pool like any type of swimming pool cuz i would just get so hot and be pissed off that i couldn't swim right but other than that it was transformers every year yeah i had a big run of like 6 years probably where all i wanted were transformers and yeah. so if they would get me transformers and one year, I remember only, I don't know what it was, but I was got a bone or something, but I got like, <laughs> I got like six or seven, including yeah. one like big ass one called Starfire. I think it's Starfire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was, that was the best Christmas. I was like 13 years old. What was your, yeah. uh, what was your Red Rider? My Red Rider BB gun was a Nintendo. Oh, the, yeah. the original Nintendo with the flip top and, you know, cartridge thing. And, you know, and they, there was a package that they, they sold that included the, the pistol the, for Duck yeah. Hunt. So you could play mm-hmm. Duck Hunt. Had that. And uh, I wanted to play Super Mario Brothers 2 and Excite Bike. And, oh, yeah. Excite Bike was awesome. Just, and just play. Did play, you get play. it? I did. I did. I was, you know, I, I can't complain. I had a, you know, my. my I was just going to say, one of, my, one of my questions was, listen, you know, what kind of presents did you get? I say good ones, question mark. Like, how did you, because I had a, you know, it was a strata, right? It also depended on, sure. you know, how much money your parents made and then how right. much they cared about spending money on Christmas. I had a friend who's had a little bit of their parents, his parents had a little bit of money and they both, they both, they were, they were divorced though. Right. So they would try to outdo each other. So my friend Albert would be getting from his mom's side, one of his presents would be a set of golf clubs mm-hmm. and then he'd get other shit on top of that. And his dad would get him a Nintendo and I'd be like, holy shit <laughs> wow but uh, yeah so like so like how was your how, what was your loot I, take like i pretty good my, my my mom always tried to make christmas really special and she you know she didn't always do it with a lot of money so like i also coveted transformers and i would get yeah. go, i would get GoBots instead yeah. which were kind uh, of like the not quite good i still liked them though yeah, I was into it, but I still, it wasn't quite the same. No. Um, but like my brother, you know, tells the story and he's told it a billion times, but he, he, when he was a 
like or preteen or mid teenager really he wanted to get into snowboarding he desperately wanted to snowboard and like there were like three consecutive christmases in a row and this went bad for him <laughs> and, and the first one there was a you know a, bo- a box showed up under the tree that looked snowboard size and oh fuck god brutal let's go back to what i was talking about very excited about it and he you know and he told his friends that this was the year it was happening he was getting a snowboard was his name on it or was yeah. it like oh yeah oh. it was a box for julian um but I think when he opened it on Christmas morning, um, it was a single water ski. Oh, come on. That's yeah. so fucked up. So my mom, oh. my mom had come across this single like slalom water ski at like a garage sale or something and thought it was the same kind of thing. It would work just fine. You're in a third yeah. world country. You would, and he managed to have a boat. He'd still use that. Yeah. He'd try, he'd try to make it work, man. If he's in a third world country. And then the next, next year, a somewhat similar situation occurred that another, you know, snowboard sized box appeared under the Christmas tree. Um, and at that point, I think it was a hammocker schlemmer, inflatable snow sled. So there's a store called Hammocker Schlemmer that used to like sell sporting okay. goods. And okay. my dad had gotten him this inflatable snow sled as, as an equivalent. I think he just- As an to, equivalent. Yeah. I think he just had to go and buy his own snowboard. I think- he Oh my God. Yeah. It reminds me of Carl Pilkington's stories sometimes when he talks yeah. about how he doesn't like Christmas and why. Because, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, okay. Now, yeah. another part of this movie I really liked is like the, they really captured the joy of Christmas morning. Like oh, sure, yeah. waking up on Christmas morning, realizing oh, what God. day it was, looking outside, the running downstairs, the entire tr- like tree is just littered with gifts and the kids are like foaming at the mouth to start yeah. opening them and they're desperate for their parents to wake up. Yeah. And I remember at my house, it was always a pain in the ass because my brother would sleep in super late. And oh my God, get him up. And we couldn't open gifts until he woke up. Oh my god! And um, were you allowed to go and try to wake him up? Nope. Oh my god! Because he was back from school, so it was always like, okay, just let him sleep or whatever. Yeah, uh, so it's like noon though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kids, teenagers sleep to like noon, absolutely. Yeah, that would have been brutal. We, yeah. we, we, we. I think we generally just got up early when we were kids. I mean, I think, um, you know, we didn't really do a lot of Christmas like giving gifts after we were. At a, at a high school like we mm-hmm. didn't have you know we, we started to become the one gift each kind of thing right uh, but um yeah man i fucking i'd pop right up you get up at like so early and i know my parents hated it i know they hated yeah. it i know they hated getting up that early um and you know you rip through them in like 10 minutes and mm-hmm. then it was like sort of like your endorphins would go down a little bit because it was mm-hmm. like all right well this is it yeah. And then you'd hope your presence would take you through the day and you would get bored with them or whatever. But you go to your buddy's house, see what they got. Yeah. Do a comparison. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like- Christmas, Christmas Eve was actually the best because Christmas Eve, my family every year would go out town, Ollie. That's what mm-hmm. we said. We'd go out town and we'd go to Centralia, Ollie. Mm-hmm. It would take us an hour and a half to get there. And we would watch a movie on Christmas Eve. Every yeah. year we'd watch a movie in Centralia. And we'd eat at Pizza Hut. Mm. And that was our thing on Christmas Eve. And we'd come home and we'd open one gift each. Yeah. And we did that since I was probably six years old. And yeah. so and we still do that to this day. We'll Christmas Eve, we'll watch a movie. We'll eat some, probably not pizza, we'll eat somewhere else. And mm-hmm. we'll not do gifts this year, but we'll just hang out. So, yeah, that's kind of what we do. 
That's great. I, I don't necessarily have that long of a tradition like that, but when I've spent Christmases with my mother, we used to like to go to the, to the movies on Christmas Day. Yeah, dope. And there's usually something, like, this is the time of year, like, right now through January, where, like, all the highbrow kind of films come out, mm-hmm. which is much more in her wheelhouse. And some fun and some fun ones, too. I mean, yes. like, this is what they try to, you know, obviously the diehards back in the day, but, you know, the, yeah. uh, the spider, new Spider-Man's coming out in, like, two weeks, and there's a yeah. couple other good ones that are coming out, so, yeah. Yeah, Christmas is always a fucking great time in theater. Like there's it's yeah. sometimes it's hit or miss. Right. But remember that run of Lord of the Rings movies? Yes. Like three years at the for Christmas, and you're like, oh yeah, I know what I'm so doing. excited. Yeah, and go line up at the Cinerama to go see oh, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, back to this movie. This movie. Yeah. Is- so another thing about this movie that I thought was, I mean, again, like getting back to the 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 experience of being a kid and being just so eager for this thing to work out. You're gonna get the the BB gun. Now he gets the BB <laughs> yeah. Gun. Yeah. He yeah. gets the BB gun right. and he runs in the backyard and he almost shoots his eye out. <laughs> right. Well, and that's another part of this that I thought was pretty accurate because there's always that letdown of like, I got the thing I wanted, but it's not what I hoped. Right. No. Yeah. You know, or you get had, tired, you get real bored of it real quick or something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he had daydreams about becoming like a, like a, a vigilante savior of right. his family. Like none of that happened. So I think the difference is you're getting toys and not tools. Yeah. So he's getting a toy, which can, you know, you just get bored of after you play with it for a little bit, a tool you would use over and over again to do whatever it is you were trying to do. So I think that's mm-hmm. the big difference with these, a lot of Christmas gifts is when you get toys, you get bored of toys. When you get right. tools, or something, it's a lot, lot less likely. So, yeah. I, did you ever have a BB gun? No. Or any sort of weapon? No. My brother had nunchucks at one point. <laughs> yeah, we all tried that. Day. And he <laughs> came back. I'm not kidding you. This is the actually true story. He came. He came back <laughs> from boarding school one time with <laughs> with a machete. I had acquired one. He had acquired a machete. I have no idea how. Oh, what, what happened? Cap uh, it to your house or whatever. I have. No, I don't remember, but I remember my my mom being mortified. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it got confiscated. I don't know. <laughs> uh, That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, we we had a we had we were always trying to get weapons. Uh-huh. Uh, being out in the woods and stuff where I lived, it was like I remember I had a I had a throwing star or two that I had to hide in the bark of a tree out by our house. Yeah, because I didn't want my dad finding out I had it, and then I lost them somehow. I don't know where. But the nunchucks, we had those for a little while. My brother had yeah. some swords, some katana swords that weren't very sharp because they made like tin or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, we would we would always try to. I had a BB gun though. Yeah, and I love that thing. And it was pretty much just like his, and I would shoot cans with it, put cans up, you know, and shoot them off the thing or whatever. It's pretty cool. And then I would like put like little, maybe like army men up and I'd like shoot at them or whatever. But, you know, if you don't have room to shoot those things, you can't like shoot them in a residential area and stuff. You'd hit a window or whatever, but, um, but yeah, and I had the BB gun. It was fun. And I, yeah. I, I but the, the, the problem was his dad didn't fucking tell him, like, yeah. don't shoot metal. Right. Don't shoot fucking. Yeah. Cause that's real guns will fucking. Yeah, ricochet. Uh, ricochet and kill you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, he's too he's too excited and too dumb at the point to 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 process that, you know. Um and his yeah. dad was a knucklehead. Right. But it much. was like a poetic justice ending to the film that he almost <laughs> shot his eye out. Because like that's yeah. the advice that everybody gave him. Like you'll yeah. shoot your eye out. You'll yeah. shoot your eye out. Yeah. Um, and you might, you might. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I um I never it never even occurred occurred to me as a kid to ask for a BB gun. I think I had really? friends that had bb guns and air pistols and all that stuff but um trying to get never, wrist rockets we were trying to get 
yeah. anything to get our hands on. But but he might got a blowgun <laughs> one time. It just had a little dart in it, and he would, of course he we he ended up shooting my other friend in the arm. I mean, he just does it because he's a jackass. But <laughs> there was a time when there was like a there was a water pistol company that made these like very realistic gun type water pistols, mm. and they looked like Uzis and mm. like Arnold Schwarzenegger style machine guns. And they they kind of caused some trouble because the first couple of iterations they they used gun colors like dark green, blacks, and then like people were taking them into convenience stores, so they changed yeah. they changed them up and made them like fluorescent like they, they kept the same shapes right. and everything but they made them like green and orange and pink or they put stuff. like a green or orange like paint on the front of it or on the barrel yes. or whatever so you could yeah that's a problem and that's starting to come back with um the popularity of airsoft i don't know if you've heard of airsoft but um mm. it's sort of like um real guns but they shoot uh-huh. little little pellets that just you know mm-hmm. they hit they hurt you they, they okay. hurt and then you're out right so i'm like but it doesn't explode in paint it's just like paint. but the, the 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 thing is that they're weighted like regular weapons they look like regular weapons they act like regular weapons and so that's another thing that's been happening is i've seen some videos of cop shooting dudes who have oh, airsoft dude. pistols because they look exactly like something else yeah so, that's not yeah good. yeah you know it's, it's amazing we ha- we have to relearn that lesson because it wasn't yeah. that long ago that i'm talking about these water pistols that were a problem but they were battery operated and i remember like you pulled the trigger and it like would it would automatically push out the water and like a little kind of like a rapid fire anyway right yeah, yeah, yeah. um so here's a question for you it's kind of i put this in the i mean it's still amazing i'm glad it's in the movie but it's perhaps in what's in the not great part of this movie how many how many kids do you think got their tongue stuck to a telephone pole (laughs) dude we immediately went out we immediately went out and And tried it dared each other to do it (laughs) we would just have a cup of warm water next to us because we knew what the deal was and Mm -hmm. so yeah a couple of us tried it i can't remember if i tried i think i was too chicken but um Mm -hmm. i know friends of mine did would we we just had the cup there um but yeah that's the thing man i remember seeing that going you know listen there's gonna be some dumbass kids everywhere that do Mm -hmm. what they see uh yeah and you know hopefully they don't lay in the street like for the program but mm-hmm. you know but yeah okay i'm sure a lot of people did that right after yeah. that. even though it's dangerous it looked dangerous they still yeah. did it yeah yeah that's the thing is the movie didn't portray it as a happy ending the movie portrayed it as a terrible ending because the kid had to be like removed yeah. by the fire department <laughs> right now i mean have you ever have, <clears throat> have you ever been injured in a way that because i have a funny story about this you're gonna like it but have you ever been <laughs> injured in a way that required the fire department to arrive oh no no i've been lucky to not have ever had the an ambulance called to any rural location i've been at i'm okay. God, i'm not on wood right now uh i know it'll happen at some point but i yeah i don't want to no i've been lucky Maybe not. I, even in college i don't think we ever had an ambulance show up to fraternity we had to take people to the hospital for various other reasons but mm-hmm. um no i didn't have <laughs> i've never had a we did all sorts of things that could have gotten us killed, but we, uh, me and my friends got extremely lucky for the most part. Okay. Like, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story that I think you're going to enjoy. So oh, it's probably it, hurting you. It'll be amazing. Yes. Yeah. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in the neighborhood, San Diego, riding our bikes around the neighborhood. And when I say our bikes, I mean, me and my friends and we're riding back towards my house. 
And there was a guy who lived up the street from me that had like, he was having like a 14th birthday party or 15th birthday party. And his dad had rented an arcade video game and stuck it in his garage. And it was like, like a sweet arcade video game. It might've been like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or one of these like amazing games that we all coveted. So I'm riding my bike, riding my bike, pedal, pedal, pedal. And I'm looking back and I'm looking at to see if there's anybody using this uh, arcade game in this house. Yeah, and I look forward and I smack into a park. I smack into a park (laughs) boat. So there's a boat park on the side of the street. I hit this thing dead square with my face, and I broke my nose and fell on the concrete, bleeding. So we had your teeth didn't come out, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just my nose. I hit my my nose square on. Oh, Uh, fire department. Ambulance and police car. I had the trifecta. All oh, three. Wow! Did it knock you out? Uh, I did kind of like shake it off and then like kind of like uh, bewildered. Uh, come to uh, the concussion. Uh, the concussion wasn't a thing in the mid eighties. Yeah, no way. You said shake it off, bitch. <laughs> yeah, walk it off. Yeah, <laughs> fucking rub some dirt on. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. done. I didn't do it that bad. I mean, I've done the. I've I've literally done these stupid slapstick comedy. <laughs> been walk this way and turn around and bang my head into a metal pole before. Yeah, yeah it didn't yeah. knock me on the ground or anything, but it hurt like a motherfucker. I've done yeah, that yeah. a couple of times, but never <laughs> ran to a boat. I've yeah. nearly done that. And man, people need to watch out, man. <laughs> I mean, I've <laughs> nearly done all of that shit, but been lucky. I've never actually okay. But now here's the funniest part. Like when I went back to school and I had a bandage in my nose, and they would oh. ask me, "What happened to you?" I Fight. ran into no, no. This is this is what the answer was, which was the truth. I ran into a boat while riding my bike. Holly. <laughs> <laughs> well, first they're like, "How the fuck were you on water?" Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's exactly it. That was your opportunity to do what I did, which was just, lie that I got in a fight. Um, so I looked tougher because yeah. I got I got beamed in the face with a pumpkin one time, and uh, yeah. Gave me a black eye. I went to school the next day, and I was like, "Oh yeah, me and this Jason Adams kid, who, by the way, is the guy that blew, threw the, that blew the blow dart into my other buddy John's arm." He, I, I made up a, we made up a story together mm-hmm. that he had punched me, and we got in a fight, and that's how. And he was a tough guy, so that was it. Made my status go up, and you, you had an opportunity to make your status. I and I didn't do it. You didn't yeah, take it. that's fine. Uh, yeah. In fact, I telling the story now. All these years later, I've probably taken my status down. It reduces your status. Yeah, yeah. it reduces it even more. The listeners, the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So what you mentioned that you had some questions for me, so I'm going to give you a chance. Well, to ask we talked, we talked, we talked the most. We actually talked about most of them. I was like, okay, you know, when did you start thinking about? See, this is one. When did you start thinking about Christmas when you were a kid? Oh, like because this the the concept of this movie is he mm-hmm. starts out by saying it's sort of a year round obsession for kids. Yeah. Like a, so I mean, I will admit that I I, I didn't. I mean, after you know, probably for the month of January and February, mm-hmm. I probably was, you know, fine. I didn't probably yeah. think about it, but I guarantee goddamn to you when the next time I looked at a Sears catalog or something mm. in the toy section in like March, I probably was like, all right, it's on. So that's a good question. I think, and I'll answer it with a sort of a modern spin a little bit. Like we all make fun of places like Costco that put up Christmas trees in August and roll out the Christmas right. gifts. But there's a reason they do that because people are taking their kids through Costco. Yeah. Uh, right, so right, right, I right. believe that I was like, 
just about everything in my life is susceptible to advertising or susceptible to right. like the community around me. As soon as the Christmas ads started showing up, either in the cartoons I was watching or in the newspaper, like, you know, comic books that I would, or comic pages I would get or anything like anytime Christmas started to show up, I would start to get excited. Um, now here's another question though. And I don't, you know, I hate to break it to our audience, but um, when did you discover that Santa Claus wasn't real? Oh yeah, that's, oof, God, that's a big question. We might should we should we might should put a disclaimer on this one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't kids listen, listen to this one, kids. Well, yeah. listen. Uh, <laughs> listen. Turn off your radios. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right your, your, if, your podcast next, radios. Yeah, fast forward five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starting now. Okay. Uh, it was. I don't actually remember when it got. And or even how, but my guess is fairly early. Like my guess is probably pre pre ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably I probably knew right around nine or ten or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I mean, I was in a small town where just people t- talk about. We run out to talk about. At a certain point, you realize Santa and the Easter Bunny ain't real. Um, we also had a one guy, Jeff Cole. His name is Jeff in my class who was a Jehovah's witness. Uh-huh. So it was interesting talking to him and he would tell you those things. Santa's not real. Easter Bunny's right. not real. And so you're like, what? <laughs> and he would tell you, oh, it's your parents putting that shit in. I'm like, what? And so, but I actually liked it knowing yeah. because I could manipulate them then. Right. And be like, oh, you know, like sort of Ralphie does it in this, in this, uh, I had actually forgotten about this part. He takes an ad. <laughs> The yeah. Red Rider BB gun fucking yeah. inserts it into one of his mom's magazines with yes. like glue. So right. she'll think it's it, it, fucking brilliant. Right. Like, so so knowing that it's your parents is actually good. Yeah, his his mind games were hilarious. Like, yeah. He tried to bring it up over dinner and like make it like seem casual. Bro, like, it casual worked. Cover switch. Yeah. Bro, it worked. Did it yeah, not? It did. So yeah. So that so you don't remember the moment where you did No, think- I actually don't. Do you? Oh, vividly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what are you on your crush? So I was pretty young because it was actually before the house that like that the, the house I really grew up in. It was like probably like I was probably like five or six or maybe seven. Um, my mom sent me to her bedroom closet to get something for her. Like, uh, Oliver, will you go and uh, go yeah. and get something for me? Get, it's in the closet. Uh, yeah. And I went in there and the place was filled with toys. Yeah. And I came back. Unwrapped toys. Unwrapped toys. And I okay, came back okay, and I said, okay. what's what's the deal mom what's with all these toys Ollie. her response <laughs> you can't shut up can't well shut up. i mean i mean i was an earnest young i was an earnest young <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask the question <laughs> well, okay what's yeah, all these toys that look like things i'd want to play with yeah and yeah. at my mom's answer yeah. which was a little awkward was that uh, Santa accidentally left them behind last year and that he's going to pick them up this year uh, and take them to the next house uh, <laughs> but then but then Christmas morning came and I opened up oh, these no. toys. I opened up my gifts and they were oh, all the same toys. No, that I remember. No. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, and then what the tradition nice. became is then from that year forward was the hunt was on for where the gifts were hidden. Exactly. Because I knew they yep. were there. Yep. Um, and exactly it's, what it's, I did. You yeah. ruined it for yourself on purpose after that. Yes. You were so crushed that it got ruined for you that day, but actively <laughs> you would crush yourself every year. I would yeah. be, I'm the same way. My parents would, they get lazy and put them under their bed. Already wrapped mm-hmm. though. 
and I would go fucking after school and I would they'd be at work still and I'd fucking grab one and I'd fucking carefully undo the tape and I'd see Transformer. I'd fucking put it and I'd be like, yeah, fuck yes. And I'd retape it and put it on yeah. and I'd fuck off and then I'd do one the next. So I'd figure out, yeah, dude. And I think that's what kids are always going to do from now to eternity. So you know, yeah. we got to be on point. Have our shit I also hidden. got pretty good at figuring out like what it could be based on the shape and the weight of the box. Yeah. Like yeah, especially yeah. in the Nintendo year. The Nintendo year, I was pretty confident I was getting Nintendo because the box had a very specific size and weight. And because it was electronics, it was a little heftier and it had a little bit of shift to it when you shook it. And your parents are lazy and they're not going to put it in a bigger box. They're just going to wrap the box out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So So I think we've covered some of the early topics. Let me see. Um, I think what still works and what doesn't work. I'm going to say that movies about Christmas are always marketable. I mean, Christ Almighty, there's a a channel now, like Hallmark Channel, that's like wall-to-wall Christmas movie. I read some sort of article the other day where they actually i mean people that write those have literal formulas for how they write them they're like they just churn them out that's how they churn them out so fast yeah they have literal formulas to how this is going to work and then they just write a story around it hire some actors yes yeah emily is obsessed with them she loves an idea likes them too it's crazy it's like wall to wall i kind of just it's it's fine background noise though so i can do something else it's fine it's fine but Yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what doesn't still work? I'm gonna say <sighs> stereotypes about Chinese restaurants and the people that work there because that scene is amazing. I mean, and, and to talk, just to give the context, it's at the end of the movie. <sighs> their home, their turkey at home has been ruined. So, so the father says, "Come on, kids, put get dressed. We're going out to eat." And he takes them to a Chinese restaurant, and the waiters are all singing Christmas carols. And it's like the most like awesome scene in a, in in this movie. I, I think okay, if you, if you don't scene. remember the scene, because it is it is one of those scenes that I don't know. When you're younger, you don't it doesn't it didn't register with me when I was younger. I just yeah. didn't register with me. I, I I probably when I was really young. And right. obviously, if I got to be a teenager, it started to be okay, or you know, a little older too. But I was trying to think about this, and I was like, it's eighty three, and I'm trying to think with the lens, and I'm trying to. Okay, first off, Ollie. God dang it. I'm going to ask you this question and yeah. you better not goddamn lie to me. Did you laugh? Oh. Did you laugh a little bit during that last pussy? Every time. Okay. Every okay. time. I, does that make you a bad person? No. Okay. Because I laughed a lot and I couldn't help it and I tried not now, to. Here's the thing. Everybody listening, it's 2021. I'm, you know, I am not a bad person. I don't, you know, I'm not a bad person. I don't need to, to feel bad about it because I find something that's intended to be humorous, humorous. It was pretty, it, <laughs> you know? it was pretty, it was pretty, listen, and listen, they, R's and L's are, are difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I can't pronounce shit in, in my own language. <laughs> yes. So, so I understand and I'm stupid. I don't even know another language. So, right. it, but, but it's, it, it's funny because it's, it's, Listen, st- stereotypes are there because sometimes they're true. Yeah, they're enough. They're enough, as Adam Crowley say, they, they they get legs somehow. Right. And uh, and and in in the eighties, you know, we listen. That's and they. So I laughed at that. They, yes, that wouldn't would they be able to get with that way with that today? I think they would. I think they would because it's you know. I mean, think I about it. All, all that's he wasn't making fun it. of them. They were laughing and they were amused. They weren't. Well, they, they were singing on them. with a thick thick accent yeah that's it yeah they're you know, messing it, up the r's and the l's so now i will say this is the part i would say that would it was work. the wrong song 
if they were all white people made to look like Chinese people sure, 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 singing sure. that, that would be a problem. Like I know Jerry Lewis yeah, yeah, used to do yeah, like a Chinese guy bit that was is pretty awkward. Lord. Oh my yeah. god. That's that stuff is different, but like, and and also, I mean, it's also it would also be different if like Chinese restaurants particularly suffer at Christmas and they don't actually because it's actually I I know a lot of I have a lot of Jewish friends. All my Jewish friends go to Christmas. Chinese food. Uh, Chinese food. I love. Yeah. I, I put the Chinese food on Christmas for it's fucking awesome. That's yeah. what I was just saying. Like when they earlier, I was wondering how much money that guy made because they started yeah. bringing out the food at the end. There, and I was like, damn, they got a lot of big spread coming it's, here. It's hilarious scene though. Like the the duck is smiling. He's like, it's smiling. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> he just cuts its head off. <laughs> and so I'm looking at the kids' faces when he does that. I I never really did that before. Ralph or Ralphie's little brother. Yeah. Um, looks he kind of looks almost at the camera when that happens mm-hmm. and like past like he's looking at the director or right. he has like a surprised look on his face or whatever but yeah that was a that was pretty shocking when he cuts the head off and the mom's trying to laugh uh, yeah. which is which, <laughs> yeah almost that, impossible that scene is that scene is yeah it's a good, yeah it's a good scene, it's a good scene. It's, and it's not even the end of the movie there's like one little tiny piece of narration yeah. of that but um that so that that might not may or may not work there was this is related to that but i think it totally works because it's just a saying people had maybe not anymore but my parents totally said eat your dinner there are starving kids in china yes they fucking africa africa for me you got africa i would have preferred africa because this sounds Mm -hmm. like to me africa seems like it needed the food more but Mm -hmm. especially especially now china's you know you know they're not doing too bad right so yeah that, that doesn't work anymore but i wonder if there's an equivalent to that today mm. um i wonder and i'm sure there differs by region there's probably still starving kids in china people that say that but um i wonder if it i wonder if there's a version of that like, i don't what's know the but, version? but interesting it's interesting you bring that up because i will say that like emily and i have been talking about the fact that we both religiously every time we sit down at dinner we eat everything on the plate i know everything you, i, I don't want to waste plate. don't want to waste but I also feel like it's it's from our youth. Like I think it's worked. Like I don't oh, yeah. like to leave an empty, like yeah. like a partially eaten plate, yeah. unless yeah. the food's not good. But then right. like, I'm I made it, so that's a problem. So like, right, yeah. you know. But like we uh, both, and in a sense, and it's and it's like because we're both you know always trying to get healthy and and watch what we eat and all that stuff. But like, so we're now like, okay, well let's let's lower the amount we're putting on the plate. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, yeah, I mean that's my problem. It's like I gotta, I gotta look at the portion size because I'll just like I'll try, like you say, I'll yeah. try to eat it all. Yeah, um, because I don't want to waste it, and then psychologically, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll put a lot on here, so I have a reason to eat it all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's a catch twenty two. But I, I agree with you. My parents drilled that into my head. Don't waste yeah. it. You know everything on your plate. If you take it, you got to eat it. But I guess it's different when we're 13 and we're growing, you know, we're, mm-hmm. you know, especially as dudes who eat a lot of calories. Sure. You know, that's, and then you get in that mode. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. But uh, so I, I, I want to, <clears throat> I don't, you haven't mentioned this yet. And of course, we've just, we've just gotten onto the stuff that wouldn't work. So yeah, yeah, I haven't please. given you a chance. I'm going to try to lead you with something. I'm going to see if you can get there. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> So he gets the Red Rider. No, he's having one of his hallucinations. Yeah. As you put it. He's yeah. daydreaming. Daydreaming. About the Red Rider BB gun. If you yeah. 
and his parents are acting like they're sort of like old West, um, mm-hmm. old timey folks that are holed up in their in their in their house because there's some burglars that are going to come out. Yeah, there's some burglars that are with striped shirts and everything, and the masks that are going to come and steal mm-hmm. all their shit, right? And Ralphie comes rolling in with his Red Rider BB gun, his hat on, like a sheriff, and he's like, "I'm going to protect you, basically." Right. Right. <clears throat> so he goes to the window and he starts sort of telling these these four bandits to mm-hmm. get out you know basically get off his land or he's gonna you know take him out or whatever with this bb gun i'm gonna ask you this do you remember the racial descriptions of the four bandits no i don't because they were they look like they look like the hamburglar to me they were all wearing like black and they're white shirts. the same right yeah yeah, they yeah, were. yeah so three white guys uh-huh and a black dude okay and who got shot? Don't tell me. Please don't tell me. And so I'm watching this and I'm going, <laughs> okay. He's got a BB gun. They don't even have guns. Yeah. I'm like, I don't remember if he shot them at all. I don't remember. I didn't He remember. shot one or two of them in the ass or something. He, right. He shoots one or two of them. It's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a couple of them in the ass. The, <laughs> so I'm watching and they're kind of running around Keystone Cop style. Mm-hmm. And then the black guy goes to climb the fence to get away. Mm-hmm. And he sh- he shoots him in the he shoots in the ass, but kills him. I mean, the guy falls down, but it, I mean, it kills him and knocks him out for the right. until they pull him up at the end. He's the first one. Like. So you so you're basically saying the black guy was the first casualty. Yes, Ollie. Yeah, what yeah. is going on? Like I, <sighs> I don't so, get it, man. So I was trying to think even deeper about this, mm. and I'm like, I can't. I can't. I don't even know. I can't even. I don't understand. Is it like? Is it because they think to themselves, we got to show that we mean business. I don't understand, Ollie. Okay, well, here's- Right there, right there, see, see? Yeah. There's two black guys, actually. Yeah, and two white guys, though. So this yeah, is yeah. a bit, this is a bit more inclusive, modern. Inclusive, inclusive. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It. But still shot the black guy first. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, what I, this is, anyways. I, I, I'm gonna be, for these 80s movies, I'm gonna yeah. be more surprised from here on out. If they don't If do a that. black guy's not, all, if a white guy shot, I'm gonna call it out. Yeah. I'm gonna go, dude, guess who got shot first? And you're gonna go, White guy, yes, unbelievable, right? <laughs> yeah. God damn, I love a suit. Okay, so I've got a picture up on screen of Ralphie in his his auntie had given him pajamas, and they were like the the it's like the pajamas with the feet. Pink did, body suit. Did you have a family member that gave you something like this? I just every once in a while we'd have the lazy family member who would send a sweater with our <laughs> yeah. name on it or some shit. Yeah. And it was like you know, I, I you'd never wear it. I, I always hated getting clothes. I hated it. Yeah. Hey, I, they could, no one ever bought things of the right size. It was always too right. small or it looked stupid or whatever. I hated getting clothes for Christmas. That was a summertime thing before school, yeah. or, you know, school clothes thing. So I hated it. And then but, one, yeah. one other comment I want to make before moving on is I think I don't, we, we're, we, we're going to talk about casting a little bit when we do the Bill Paxton Award. But I think one of the most amazing jobs of casting they did was, was the bully. Yeah. I didn't know they had braces back then before the 40s. I did, yeah, I well, I'm sure they did. Yeah, but like the bully was so perfectly cast, and he had like <laughs> yeah. you know the like the really like tight, tight, yeah. like, you know, squinty eyes, yeah. and his giggle, his laugh was so sinister. Yeah, and was, he was like red faced and a redhead, freckled kid. We all knew those crazy, uh, crazy. Oh yeah, crazy. Right? Perfect, perfect. Yeah, and his little min, his little munchkin minion that was a little yeah. Little bitch beside him. Yeah, kid in the head. I hate that kid. Exactly. Yeah, they're out, they're always outnumbered. And I was like, yeah, but that one kid's pretty tall and pretty big. Yeah, oh, yeah. I always wanted to fight back, but yeah. Did you All have right. a bully, Ollie? That you had to escape? Oh, in high school there was one. Yeah, 
uh, yeah, I got into little like scraps in the neighborhood. Um, I mean, there were two kids. It's it's there were two kids that were down the street from me that were like the toughest kids in the neighborhood, but I don't remember them ever being like bullies. And you're they're just, you're just wary of them. Well, and they in like their whole family came across as tough because their dad was in, in Top Gun. Like he was like literally oh, an instructor. Really? I think I've talked oh, about whoa, him before. Whoa, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about yeah, yeah. So like they were just I remember them being like the ones that are like everyone's like, whoa, here they come, you know. Uh, but I don't remember <laughs> ever getting like bullied by them to be Here they come. They they learned to play volleyball shirtless from their dad. <laughs> Look out. Oh, I can't wait to cover that movie, man. That's coming out next summer. I was just reading before this, that movie has been delayed three years. Wow. They, I mean, are they COVID just because COVID is... The, four years Four years ago, they made it. Yeah. COVID's delaying it. Yeah, but it's it's like, I think it's a little bit of greed on Tom Cruise's part. He keeps wanting to punt it to get the maximum value with the maximum theater sure. attendance. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I think we've covered most of the first part of this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go into like what was going on the year the film was made. So this came okay. out in 1983. Yeah. Uh, a couple of fun items I found that this was the year that CDs came out and started to replace vinyl records. Oh. Yeah. Vinyl records are cassettes, I guess. Uh, good point. Probably a combination of both. both. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, uh, I remember the CD players being like fucking super expensive for the early adopters. So I yes. obviously wasn't. I wasn't getting in on that. And if you had a friend that had a car with a CD player in it, that was a big deal. Oh yeah, <laughs> they would have had to have had that. You know, in put in aftermarket a lot of times. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or the six disc changer that was like a mind blowing. Like oh my god, you actually put six discs in at a time. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was crazy times. And, yeah. And then remember they like one of the companies came out with like the hundred disc changer that you could put in your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, like a jukebox, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but meanwhile, in our pockets right now, we have like a five hundred disc changer. You know, because our people will never people. It's. it's Progress is awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, this is the same year also that the FCC authorized Motorola to test the first cellular network in Chicago. So, like, this was yeah. the start of the cellular revolution. Nowadays, like, we start can't go anywhere. Start of the anywhere. Zach Morris phone. Start of the Zach Morris phone. Um, apparently, also in 1983, 125 million viewers tuned in to watch the final episode of MASH. Were you a fan of MASH? I We didn't... Um... That was one of those ones where I didn't have that. Well, we only had one channel for a very long time where I lived. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was NBC. I think that was an ABC show. So yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever watched one episode all the way through. I know my dad was a semi had seen somehow had seen a couple episodes. I didn't mind. love the show, but I did, uh, and it was well before my time. But the I I love the director Robert Altman, and he actually directed the original movie, and the movie's amazing. But it's okay. not. It's it's only got. There's only one cast member from the movie that made the TV show. And that's radar. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, moving on. It's time for the Bill Paxton Award. Are you ready? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You go first. I don't know his actual name, but it's okay. The, uh, the dad. Okay. Um, and he, uh, again, we're going with whoever was in the still in the scene. And the, the yeah. reason I say that is because every scene he's in, he's the centerpiece. Yeah. He's not the. He's never not the centerpiece of pretty much. You're waiting for him to, you know, punish Ralphie or do something with the chicken or fix a thing or or get mad at something or screw something up or you're always waiting for him to do something or look at his lamp or whatever. Um, so I'm gonna say, um, Darren. I think it's Darren. Mc, yeah. Darren, Darren McGavin. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna go with him for for that. I mean, there's a number of folks, but I think that he he, he I liked him the best. 
I completely agree. He was definitely the Bill Paxton Award. It's exactly who I had written down. Um, Darren McGavin. He's actually a local guy. He was uh, from Spokane. Yeah, he's from Spokane. Yeah, look him up. Um, I wonder what else he's been in that I've seen. I I, I feel like I either I've seen this movie too many times that I feel like I've seen him in a million movies, or I've actually seen him in other some other movies. I just don't know what they would be. Well, I don't want to jump ahead to the Mount Rushmore part of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll... I'll well, now yeah. you know my answer. This is my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Know. I think that this is going to be an easy Mount Rushmore because, like, these guys didn't really do much. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I Peter Billings, I think he did a movie with a motorbike at one point. Well, there's one movie that I'll be surprised if you don't remember Peter Billings in. But anyway, we'll... Um, We'll come back to that. Um, okay, so we'll do that right now, in fact. So we're on the Mount Rushmore parts. We're going to go through the list of actors, and I want you to tell me if you think this is their best film right. on their top li- top right. like, few. It's going to be easy. Okay, well, I want to, this first one I'll be interested to know if you remember. So Peter Billingsley. Again, I only remember him in this. And? And some film with a mo- show with a motorbike. I think he had a motorbike or something. Oh, my know. God, I can't believe it. Um, I'm just, you're gonna. You're, this is gonna blow your mind when I tell you what what he's been in. That, and I'm shocked you don't remember. He was in Iron Man. Oh, he was a scientist. Uh, yeah. With, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I only actually re-remembered that lately when I think I saw it on like, the internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, listen. God love the guy. I'd like to see more things. Yeah. Um, I just don't remember you, dude, from anything other than this. But God, I hope you're getting royalties. Yeah. God, that'd be great. Like, because imagine, I mean, Christmas alone, he's probably getting like a check for like five grand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're playing that shit. So, yeah, yeah. No. So, well, what would you say then? This or that this, other? Any, this. Okay. But I'm just surprised you don't remember him from Iron yeah, Man. Because you're a diehard Marvel fan. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Melinda Dillon. Shit. I know I've seen her too in other places. I just really can't place it. But I liked her in this. She was like a real, her role was real, really interesting where you. <laughs> You didn't know whether she was going to, whether she was, well, at first you didn't know whether she was going to be like a clueless type, but you find out real quick that she knows what she's doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much every step of the way with the kids, with her husband, yeah. with whatever, like she was pretty much the straight man in this, you know, she was, so she was good in this. So I'll say this. I, I don't and know. She washed out Ralphie's mouth with a bar of soap. Did you ever have that happen, Ollie? I yeah. had it happen one time. I had it threatened a bunch, but I never had it happen. Yep, stuck in my mouth, told me to, and I just, I had it in my mouth, but I, I, it wasn't affecting me, and she told me to bite. And so I had to bite and move my teeth around and leave it in there for a while. It wasn't that bad, but it did stick in my mouth. The taste stuck in your mouth about 15 minutes. It was, that did suck. Okay, so Derek McGavick, so we've both concluded we don't remember him from anything yeah, else. Yeah, but I'm dying to know what else he's done, though. Okay, so let's look. I think he, first of all, he's no longer with us, so rest in peace, oh, my friend. R.I.P. Oh, oh, fuck, Billy Madison, are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Billy Ooh. Madison and Raw Deal. Uh, Deal, Interesting. Yeah. Billy Madison, damn, I forgot about that. He was in Perfect Stranger. Uh, Not too Mur- many of Murphy Brown, that was a TV okay. show. Murder, yes. she wrote. Uh, like an episode, maybe Captain America. What? Oh, the, old, the old school Captain America. That's someone like Dolph Lundgren. No, that was something else. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Not 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 too much though. Not not yeah. too much. But the one is I forgot it was Billy Madison. Billy Madison. I remember he was the father, right? He was yeah, the father. Was constantly was, disappointed. Was, that was a good one too. Okay. Um, now this is still this still. Okay. 
uh, Scott Schwartz now, just to remind remind Sick. you of who Scott Schwartz is. He was okay. the guy who, who played Flick. Oh, Flick. I Did he do a porno? Did a lot of pornos. <laughs> he did? Yeah. That was a fucking guess on my part. So yeah. that's what he's known for now is pornos? Yep. Really? Yeah. Uh, he was also in the movie The Toy with Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason. Really? That's okay. a movie I remember. And then he also did one called Kid Inc. where he like made this oh, Does it have any thing. of his porn films on here? And if so, let's read one of the titles. I don't think IMDb... Has them in here? Does. Well, actually, Skinwalker. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's, here's in a movie called... <laughs> Listen to this title. He was in Booby Trap. Okay. And his, and his, his character name was a- Agent Big Knob. Ah, I, I think we found one. <laughs> oh, that's just a real creative, or just a real creative key team of writers. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. Oh, Nina Hartley. Yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. Let's see. Right. Nina Hartley. And yeah, there's, those are some important names. Dale DeBone <laughs> yeah. as, as Dr. John Shaft. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So the guy has this uh, uh, interesting career. Yeah. Hey, listen, he's had a lot of fun. Uh, okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to still say this. I'm, I haven't seen Booby Trap. Yeah. But you will be adding it to your queue. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Research. Maybe it'll be clips him. Okay. Let's, but we, we forgot to do the director, though, because let's look at Bob Clark. Oh, yeah, Clark. yeah. I have no idea. Bob Clark. What an, uh, Jim see. Smith. Okay. Baby Geniuses. Oh God. Uh, Porkies. Oh, I think I've seen that one time, and I, I basically was watching it as a kid just to see if I could see nudity. Yeah, I think there was a lot of movies like that that I watched. Yeah, as a well, kid. I wasn't trying to get the. Yeah, I just yeah. Don't have no idea what yeah. it's about. Okay, th- Porkies, Porkies Two. So he's pretty. I think back in the eighties, pretty famous for. Yeah, okay. but I th- I think okay. Chris- Christmas Story has oh. the the biggest like the most resonance though. It's easily oh, for sure. But I can't believe this guy did Porky's. That's crazy. Like, okay, so here's the look at here's the cast. So there's the bully. There yeah, there's a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's Ralphie. The bully looks the coolest now. There's the porn kid, and yeah. that's the younger brother, maybe. Must be the younger brother, and that's the director. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. They all yeah. look like fine and upstanding all of a sudden. Look fine and upstanding citizens. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right you ready for trivia? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Okay. Um, for the scene in which Flick's tongue sticks to the flagpole, a hidden suck- <laughs> suction tube was used to safely create the illusion that his tongue had frozen to the metal. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought they just did it because they knew they could just put warm water on it and be fine. Yeah. I, I literally thought they actually just did it because I was like, it's the 80s. I'm sure they just had him do it. Right. Oh, wow. Because those kids, oh, by the way, when the bully and his buddy get yeah. in that slugging match, Right, get the it shit like they're actually hitting each other. Yeah, no, they the, the, when they're punching each other, like the the bully and the like, they trade punches at the yes. one point. It looks like they actually hit them pretty hard. I was like, yeah. that's just what we did, man. When we were kids. We hit each other in fucking arm hard. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, this is this one makes me like proud to be American. This story. Uh, in 2005, the original home used to the exterior shots of the family was put up for auction on eBay. An avid fan of the movie, Brian Jones, purchased it directly from the seller for hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jones oh, spent sure. Jen, Jones spent the next following year restoring the home to the way it looked on screen. The exterior was completely restored, and the interior was renovated to match the interior of the home shown in the movie. Parts of the interior were actually filmed originally in Toronto, but on November 25th of 2006, the, the home finally opened its doors as a tourist attraction. And he, he had spent close to $500,000 in preparation for its grand opening. 
he also bought the house across the street to convert it into a gift shop museum dedicated to the film and the house. I just love that. Like, I do he too. Love the movie so much that he turned it into a business. I think he's... about uh, listen. Think about all the stupid shit you dropped money on, uh, decent chunk of change on. Especially yeah. when you know we were a little bit younger and had a more disposable income. You just drop money on some stupid like for you know three four grand or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and if you're rich enough, this is his version of three four grand, and you have money you just want to throw around and. This is a cool thing that people are going to get a lot of enjoyment out of, yeah. and you can keep it around forever. And if it ain't really doing any damage to your pocketbook, and you're doing it, and you maybe maybe you're making a little money off the gift shop or whatever, and maybe not. But yeah, it's a great thing to do. Like that's why I'm kind of a little bit annoyed, a little bit annoyed at the people that own the Goonies house, and you know, yeah, the restricted people. It's like, well, I think man, that's that, changed actually. I saw a friend recently go there, and he could go up to the Goonies house and like take a picture in front of it because i oh, we were too. just there and we didn't oh. go because we thought they were going to tell us not to oh yeah because you went there on your yeah okay, okay. yeah like about three, but we didn't try so maybe you can yeah. but anyways it's that sort of thing it's like i understand it's property and if you buy it, you can do whatever we want with it right but man it'd be cooler you'd be cooler if you had the money and you bought it to do this up like this yeah, I mean, I, I think especially people have a connection to movies. Like, I think yeah. it's like in Seattle, I mean, there's somebody who owns the Sleepless in Seattle house who I'm sure is quite sick of having the fucking tour boats go by. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but you know what? It's kind of the price. Like, you, you bought that house. You're you bought coming, that house. Yeah. You're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, there's also like, people who have made businesses out of making those those leg lamps because the leg lamps sell like crazy <laughs> yeah 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 oh um, yeah 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 if someone bought me one i'd, I'd put i would i would display sure. it for sure it's amazing sure. yeah um yeah. okay according to peter billingsley not many uh studios wanted to do this movie <laughs> um they found it like just not worth it uh but the studio <laughs> agreed so that uh because they wanted bob clark who was the director to do a horror film so he said okay if you do, if you let me do this movie i'll do the horror film so it was like again uh, one of these negotiations yeah. i bet you whatever horror film it was is like completely pointless but this yeah movie has, not maybe even didn't make it to the yeah. theater exactly yeah. exactly um Let's see. Uh, apparently, Bob Clark worked with a screenwriter on this film for 10 years, like 10 years of effort to, you know, put this movie together. And I could actually yeah. see that because it's very well crafted. Like the story is very clinical. It's like step by step by step. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and it hits all of the major things, parades, mm -hmm. talking to Santa, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the, yeah, when they go into Santa, talk to Santa and he kicks him, just fucking kicks him down the slide. And I love, fast, fast enough. I also loved how they made going to see Santa as terrifying. Terrifying. As yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like, and they flawlessly did it. Like the, 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 even the elves were like freaky and like getting in his right. face. And, yeah. Yeah. The fisheye camera and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Um, let's see. Uh, when they filmed the scene in the Chinese restaurant, Melinda Dillon was purposely given the wrong script and everyone was in on it. She oh. had, she had no idea that the duck would still have its head. And the first time she saw it when they were filming her reaction during the entire sequence was not scripted, which is what director Bob Clark was going for. That's so that cool. whole like screaming and laughing and thing was because <laughs> that's never... great. Reminds me of the alien scene, right? Where they don't yeah. tell them that the alien's going to pop out. That was brilliant because that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great to do that. I want. Yeah, that'd be great. That's what you got to do to give people real reactions. Yeah. Um, 
due to this film's popularity, the Daisy, the Daisy Rifle Company has started producing Red Rider BB guns for sale during Christmas Smart. season. It has become one of Daisy's best-selling rifles. I actually saw a big pile of these at Cabela's like four months ago. I was yeah. going there to get to get ammo and like they had a huge pile and they were like even in the original cool packaging cool bag of like 1960s 40s packaging or whatever yeah dude i would be over the moon to get one of those and by the way you know listen if you like the second amendment or whatever great sure you don't have to get your kid a nine when he's fucking five years old you know give him a a fucking bb gun let him fucking do that for a few years first you know learn how to fucking handle something and then get him you know i got one i was probably eight or nine i think when i got mine or something like that so yeah yeah so i was perfectly able to use it yeah yeah they're dope they're dope they're awesome and maybe this again you gotta have room to shoot them right they can they do hurt they yeah. could put your eye out they could put someone else's eye out and you can shoot like window so you gotta have room be smart mm-hmm um okay so bob clark's success with the teen sex comedy uh porkies uh is part of the reason like so he did porkies before this 1981 so that gave him some cred so some street cred some cred to do a nice family movie yeah exactly Okay. okay um apparently in this film uh ralphie says uh red rider bb gun 28 times 28 times sure yeah 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 um this is a couple of more things here. This movie apparently inspired the creation of the TV show, The Wonder Years. Remember The Wonder Years? Uh, so another one that I, I would have loved to have watched when it was out, but we did not have that channel. But I, I, I can. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know, but does that sound about right? Yeah. It's a okay. very big, like nostalgic narration kind of a story. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this was a, this bit of casting gave me like blew my mind, but according to director, Bob Clark, Jack Nicholson was actually given the script and was very much interested in the role of Mr. Parker, the old man. However, Clark didn't learn this until later and the studio didn't want to pay Nicholson's Nicholson's fee anyway, which would have doubled the budget regardless. Clark said that Darren McGavin was actually a better choice anyway. So our Bill Paxton award was almost uh, Jack Nicholson, but the studio was cheap. So it was Jack Nicholson old enough. Oh, he could have done it. I mean, I can see him in this role. Yeah, it would be a different for movie. sure. It'd be sure. different for sure, but I, I could definitely see him doing it. Yeah, oh, that'd be interesting. Okay. Ah, well, there you go. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, apparently there's a there's a behind the scenes documentary called Road Trip for Ralphie that follows two mega fans who do a two year quest to locate and visit every location used in the movie. Along the way, they uncover Mrs. Shields' chalkboard from a dumpster, discover all of the movie's costumes hidden in a Toronto warehouse, track down the antique fire truck seen in the movie, and visit the forgotten location of the actual Chop Suey Palace. So the, <laughs> chop, the chop Suey Palace is apparently a real deal. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. I yep. don't know if I'd watch it. But that's pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it. I'm my just describing it is enough. That's all yeah, I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, they good. Did I'm, that? I'm, I'm good. good with it. I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm kind of like trying to get economizing with my TV consumption because I can only yeah. watch so much. And I like, know you're pretty good at watching stuff though. You you, you get it in. I, yeah. I, I I spend too much time just fucking around on YouTube and shit. I don't actually watch. Yeah. Things. Yeah. 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 We're we're obsessed with succession and it's coming up on the finale this weekend. So we're very uh, excited. Oh, uh, right on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just watching Wheel of Time and uh uh Hawkeye right now. Okay. 
Uh, in 2012, a staged musical adaptation of this movie opened on Broadway. One of the co-producers mm. was, Pete, was Peter Billingsley, who as a child played the leading role of Ralphie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Billingsley apparently was also a producer of other movies called The Breakup, Four Christmases, and he was a producer of Iron oh. Man. He also was oh. a, not only in that movie, he produced it. Four Christmases, I think, is pretty big, too. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a pretty, I think people watch that movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. All right. Well, good. Good for him. Yeah. He seems, yeah, I like that guy. I, I hope, yeah, I hope he's having success and whatnot. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, next up, we're going to do, and I don't care what you say, we're going to do, <laughs> we're, we're going to do Die Hard and we're going to make it an extravaganza. Die you. Harder with a Vengeance? No, Die oh, Hard. Oh, the oh, first hard. one. Okay. Oh, okay. The okay. single greatest Christmas movie of all time. Uh, okay. Okay. Better than the European Vacation. Better than Christmas Vacation. Yes. It's better oh, than Christmas. Okay. And I, I actually, the one, one question that you may have wondered why I didn't ask is like, how does this rank in Christmas movies? Because I'm saving it because we're going to talk mm. about oh, Die Hard. Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, All right. So doing Die Hard next, what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And what do you mean by extravaganza? I want to have multiple people on. So I'm oh, going okay. to okay. ask Simpson. I want to ask Lau. Um, okay. I want to ask Nick. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Oh my God. Round uh, table, a round table, round table, a round table out, discussion to figure out how to control it. I don't know how you can control this round table, but yeah, figure it out and figure it out. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm down. Uh, okay. it's, I can watch that whenever. Okay. So, so. this time next week, we're going to do die hard. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Work. All right. All right, man. Well, listen, thanks very much. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking about this with you, Nathan. And, uh, anything else you want to say about it before we sign off? I just want to say, I'll see you in Christmas e hell. <laughs> Christmas e hell. <laughs> I want to see you at Christmas e hell. Uh... Right.